Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the show. So glad that you're here. Today, I'm gonna to be sharing with you six transformative life lessons about comparison, confidence, and self-worth that I have learned on my own journey that have felt so important. And so if you're looking for just some encouragement, some empowerment around feeling more confident, letting go of comparison, feeling more worthy, this episode is absolutely for you. Friend, do you wish there was a way to stop comparing and doubting yourself so much? I have so been there. I remember being in my 20s and second guessing everything I said, wondering if other people were judging me, comparing myself to the girls around me, feeling like everyone was smarter or prettier or more outgoing. Imagine if you didn't get sucked into that comparison. Imagine if you didn't question everything that you were saying and feel like you're holding yourself back. Imagine if you could capture your thoughts, reframe your mindset, and boost your confidence in the moment. That's exactly why I've created Confidence Breakthrough Coaching Calls. Together, we're gonna create your individualized three-step thought renewal roadmap so you can start noticing when you're getting stuck in these self-doubt thought traps and so that you have simple mindset and confidence boosting tools to get out of those loops, to get you to stop hiding and start speaking up and taking action in your life. All right, my friend, I only have three of these spots available for May, so head to freeandwell.org coaching to grab your spot. If you're ready to move from comparison and self-doubt to radical self-confidence, this is your nudge, my friend. Head to freeandwell.org coaching and snag your spot. Hey, sweet 20-something, welcome to the Free and Well podcast. Do you want to feel more confident and stop second-guessing and doubting yourself? Do you wake up feeling motivated and excited only to get caught up in comparison and find yourself distracted and wasting time on social media? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and a dog mom. And I remember being right where you are doubting myself, comparing myself, and just wanting to feel content and confident in who I was and in my worth. I'm on a mission to share with you powerful psychology-based tools and simple steps so you can start growing your self-confidence, your self-compassion, and your self-worth, while also creating consistent, positive, healthy routines. It's time for you to stop second-guessing and comparing yourself, my friend. Freedom and confidence are calling. And even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from this show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. It is your time. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. dig in. I'm so excited. And I happened to just pop on Instagram and I want to read you this quote uh, because it was just the most perfect timing. Of course, as I start talking, 
Now Zeke has just stood up and now needs to grab his ridiculously sized rawhide. No, sir. Okay, I'm going to read you this beautiful quote by Lisa Oliveira. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Lisa Oliveira. Um, And she has an incredible account. And okay, this post that I saw from her literally right before I started recording this, which is just too perfect for the message that I'm going to be sharing with you today. So the post says, living in integrity sucks sometimes. It often feels like it would be easier to do the simple or popular thing instead of doing the thing that actually feels aligned and true for you. Living in integrity might mean giving up the perks you get from trying to be who everyone else wants you to be. It might cost you popularity or visibility, but it won't cost you your heart, and that's probably more important and real and worth it. Hit the rewind button if you need to hear that again. So powerful. And I think that is an incredible introduction to what we're going to be talking about today. Go find her on Instagram if you want to connect with her. Lisa Oliveira, incredible account. And just this idea of living in integrity with who you are and what's important to you and what feels true in your heart and for your well-being and that a lot of times we we do have to give up some of the perks, like she says, the perks of doing things in a way that other people agree with or that feels better for other people, but doesn't feel true for you. And it is, it's this, like I, I have so been there where it feels like you are not only dimming your light, right? Like you're filtering the things that you're saying, you're filtering how you show up. Maybe you're quieting that snort in your laugh or the silly quirkiness, which I've definitely done before, right? Just really like toned it down so that other people have, you know, a quote unquote better perception of me or think of me a certain way. And it can be really hard because it does feel like there are perks, right? There are perks of doing things in a way that other people agree with and that makes sense to them or, you know, that doesn't set boundaries and, and it is really hard. But those things, when we aren't living in, you know, in alignment with what feels well for us, what feels true and what we're really needing, it can feel so like suffocating and, Just really feel like you're filtering what you're saying. You're watering yourself down. You're really trying to get to this. I don't like using the term vanilla because vanilla is so delicious. But if you're not vanilla and you're vanillaing yourself down, right? You're like watering and neutralizing yourself down to be more palatable for other people. So that other people have a certain perception of you. That is taxing on your well-being. That is taxing on your self-respect, on your self-worth, on your self-love. If we're constantly quieting ourselves or dimming ourselves or watering ourselves down. So thank you, Lisa, for that post. And I'm so excited to be sharing these six truths with you. These six powerful lessons that I have learned on my journeys related to uh, confidence and self-worth. And I'm just so excited and I'm really, really hoping and praying that these are going to speak to you and 
really provide some type of encouragement or insight. And I really just want you to leave this episode feeling so inspired and uh, encouraged. So number one, number one life lesson is you get to set your expectations for yourself. You get to set your expectations for yourself. And this is one of my favorite questions that I get to ask my clients when we're digging into these expectations that are kind of subconscious, right? That we hold ourselves to. Of I have to show up a certain way. I have to look a certain way. My body needs to be a certain way. I need to have a certain positive outlook all the time. I need to say yes to this, say yes to that. And then I get to ask, and I just, I'm so blessed and grateful for the work that I get to do. But when I get, when I get to ask, what is the expectation that you want to hold yourself to, that you want to set for yourself? Because we grow up and the people around us set expectations, our culture sets expectations, not saying any of this is good or bad, it just is what it is. And so we get to a certain point in our lives where we get to ask, what are expectations that I want to hold myself to? And that is powerful when you start to realize that you actually get to set the expectations for yourself. You get to set the expectation of how do I want to handle conflict? Do I want to take on everyone else's feelings all the time? Do I want to keep not setting boundaries because I have this subconscious expectation of myself that I need to make sure everyone else around me feels okay at the expense of myself? That expectation that I'm responsible for everyone's feelings around me. I need to make sure that everyone else is okay before I can check in with myself, before I can take time for myself. What expectations do I want to set for myself? And this is so powerful when we look at our values, right? And this again is at the core of the work that I do is what are your values? How do you want to show up in the world? Who do you want to be? Who are you feeling yourself being called to be? And what expectations do you want to set for yourself? Right? So maybe you're feeling this expectation of, oh, well, I feel like I need to be working out, you know, five days a week and I need to be going to the gym for an hour a day. Let's start questioning these things. Okay, what are your values? Right? What is most important to you? Is it looking a certain way? Is it moving your body? Is it moving in a way that really gets your energy flowing? Is it moving in a way that allows you to enjoy nature. I was going to go to yoga this morning. I go to hot yoga and I was going to do that. And then I realized, Ooh, I actually, I like really need some outside time because nature is just for me has become, (laughs) it just is like so rejuvenating and has become an essential for me every day. I have to have periods of time where I'm sitting outside. Thank goodness I live in San Diego. So grateful for that. And I allowed myself to do that, right? Because my priority, my expectation of myself is not, okay, well, I have to go to hot yoga, you know, this many times a week. 
it's more like, no, my expectation of myself is that I move my body consistently and I do move my body at least four, ideally five times, you know, five times a week in a way that feels really good for me and whatever I'm needing that day. So sometimes that is hot yoga. Sometimes that is a walk outside. Sometimes that's a hike with a friend. But what is that expectation? Because if you're holding yourself to this expectation that maybe you saw on Instagram or Pinterest or because everyone else around you and your friend group is doing it, you know, trying to go to the gym five times a week, what is your actual expectation for yourself? What is important to you? Number one. Number two, what, what expectation and standard do you want to set for yourself? Maybe everyone around you goes to the gym. Maybe you freaking hate the gym. That's okay. That is okay. I'm not going to go into a whole thing on that. That's okay. <laughs> you don't have to go to the gym. What are your values? Is it movement? Is it nature? Is it energy? What are the things that are really important to you? And then what's the expectation or standard that you want to set for yourself? So maybe it's just 30 minutes of movement five days a week. That could be a walk. That could be the gym. Maybe that could be yoga. Maybe that could be, you know, stand up paddleboarding. Maybe it could be rock climbing. Maybe it could be like, it doesn't have to be a certain way. Give yourself the grace and the flexibility. And again, that's a whole nother thing. You don't have to go to the gym. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Find a type of movement that is fun and exciting and nourishing for your mind and your body and your spirit, okay? Okay, so that's lesson number one. You get to set your expectations for yourself. You get to set your expectations for yourself. Okay, number two. At the end of the day, you're the one who's living your life. So even if everyone gives you an opinion on certain things, at the end of the day, you're the one who has to live with your choices. And this can feel both scary and liberating at the same time, but realistically, everyone could give you their opinion, but when you go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, and you're laying there in the dark trying to go night-night, you're the one who's living with those choices, And so with that, I have learned to be so intentional in who I'm asking for advice. Who am I allowing to speak into my life? Is it people that I truly admire and respect? Is it people who are living lives that I would really like to experience as well that have, you know, maybe similar values to me? Being really intentional about who I'm asking for that input from. And then taking that wise counsel, taking that wisdom and using discernment and seeing, okay, what? Let me, let me use that. Let me take that in. Let me absorb that. Let me sit with that. Let me reflect on that. And then making your choices from that place. Because at the end of the day, you are the one who has to live or who gets to live with the choices that you make. And sometimes things that you do will not make sense to other people. Maybe you want to take a gap year. Maybe you want to go travel. Maybe you want to do van life. Maybe, you know, whatever the thing is, it doesn't have to make sense to other people. Get wise counsel, right? Get that guidance and that support from people that you respect and honor and admire. And then use that as you're making choices for your life. 
Okay, that's number two. Number three, it is impossible to see what's possible until you see it. It's impossible to see what is possible until you see it. So what I mean by that is that, that oh, this has been so true for me, is that when we get, we live our lives with habits, routines, with thought patterns, with showing up a certain way, with handling situations a certain way, we get into routines. And it's hard for us to see other ways of living. It's hard for us to see other possible, you know, things that you could do at the end of the day, after work or after school, instead of scrolling. It's hard to know what else could be possible. What could my afternoons and evenings look like? It's hard to know how else I could treat myself. It's hard to know that I could be more compassionate to myself, that I could feel more confident until I kind of see that around me or in front of me. And what I mean by that is the community that you have around you is so important. So whether you are really prioritizing having community around you that's exposing you to new ideas, new ways of doing things, new habits, new practices, new thought patterns. Spend time with people who are showing you different ways, whether that is finding an online community, whether that is finding a mentor, a life coach, a therapist, a new friend, going out into the community, hanging out with a new meetup group. I don't know. But or, or books, or podcasts, or audiobooks. It's so important that we are exposing ourselves to new ways of thinking, to different ways of being. And it's hard because I've, I've been in the place where I'm like, okay, well, what, what could this look like? What are some other alternatives? And I mean, I can brainstorm on that, right? So say that I'm like, okay, in the evenings, I won't, and this has been real for me. In the evenings, I want to do something different than watching TV. And so I'm like brainstorming. I can brainstorm on my own. However, it is so wildly helpful to be able to chat with other people and be like, hey, what do you do? Or I have a friend who reads a ton and I'm like, tell me how, tell me, (laughs) tell me how you read so much. Like when, literally, tell me when you do this. How do you build that into your life and into your schedule? Like it is so powerful to be able to ask people, to be able to have community around you who are doing things in a different way, who, you know, have different routines and habits or, um, you know, have different insights. And it's so, so powerful. So again, like I said, whether that's making some new friends, whether that's listening to books, podcasts, finding an online community of some kind or an in-person community of some kind, so huge that we are learning from other people and having those conversations. Number four, the best investment you can make is in yourself. I truly believe this so, so much. Truly believe this. Whether this has been prioritizing paying for therapy, prioritizing paying for coaching, paying for trainings. And now something that I'm really trying to practice more of is experiences, like like really being willing to invest in experiences and travel and adventure and things like that. 
and knowing that that is one of the best investments I can make is for me to have new experiences, see new places, experience new things. Like there's some really cool local workshops going on that I'm like, okay, yes, like I want to do that just to have these new experiences because when we do that, we are growing, we are living life, you're enjoying the experiences that you're here to experience, right? Because what is life? What is life for? Life is to experience what's available to you, to experience what's here, try out new things, learn about yourself. Like I went to, my sister and I went to a pottery class a while back and it was like where they have the little spinning wheel. I've never done that before and I was not good. (laughs) I was not good, but I've wanted to do that for a long time. And so I spent the money on it. And of course, there's this twinge in me where I'm like, oh, do I want to spend the money? Yes. Because spending money for me to do things, have new experiences, have new experiences with people, try new things. You get to see different parts of yourself. You get to, yeah, just really activate and kind of open up these different parts of your personality and try new things. See, maybe you have a cool new skill that you never knew about until you try it, right? Maybe that's like photography or painting or drawing or embroidery. I don't know, but like try the new things. Be willing to invest in those things so that you can experience life, right? Because that's life is trying these new things and investing in yourself, being willing to spend spend either the time or the money or the energy on things that feel fruitful and nourishing and exciting for you. Being willing to prioritize that. All right, number five. Number five, be kind to yourself. It will literally change your life. As I have grown in my self-compassion, it's, it's hard. I have to intentionally... I have to intentionally go back to a place where that wasn't my experience because it feels, it feels kind of far away for me because I've been practicing self-compassion for, for a while now. And now that's part of how I am with myself. Not perfectly, not all the time, (laughs) 100% no, but being kind to yourself opens up so much for you. It opens up just like a lightness. It opens up your willingness to try new things, a willingness to do things imperfectly. And life can be really hard. Life can be really, really hard and have really difficult seasons. And being kind to yourself has has been a foundational practice for me. Being kind and gentle and compassionate to myself in those hard moments. And that can look like in these in in a difficult moment literally putting your hands on your heart and saying this is hard. <laughs> this is really hard. This is a really hard moment. And just acknowledging that, 
right? Just giving yourself that space. Or asking like, how, how would I treat a friend here? What would I want a friend to tell me in this moment? That I'm going to be okay. That it's going to be okay. That you're doing the best that you can. That this is really sucky. And that it'll pass. And being willing to give yourself the things that you would want to receive from someone else and the things that you give to other people because I can imagine that you probably give that compassion to everyone else around you. So being willing to ask, what would I give to a friend who is in this situation? What would I tell them? How would I encourage and love on them? And then give that to yourself. Maybe it's just saying that to yourself. Maybe it's writing those things on a post-it and reading them to yourself every day. But self-compassion really, really can change. It, cha- it, it really can change the game. And it's just so necessary because being a human can be so difficult. And being kind to yourself and compassionate and gracious as you're learning how to human, <laughs> right? Because we're always just continuing to learn how to human, that it's just so important. It allows us to keep going. It allows us to keep going through the really hard things and to persevere and to, to be steadfast. Is that, the, is that the wording? To be steadfast? Okay. Last one. Number six. Last one. Is that deep within who you are, you are whole And you are your truest self. Your truest self, your most authentic self, your most compassionate and whole and well self is already within you. And on this journey of growing and healing and moving towards well-being, what we're doing is we're letting go of the patterns that we learned growing up that aren't that aren't helping us. We're letting go. Like I, I picture this a beautiful, almost like a, a beautiful flower, but it's like in a tight little bud right before it blossoms. And what I picture is that around this beautiful little flower that like hasn't blossomed yet, right? So it's just kind of a tight little bud there. Hasn't blossomed yet. That there's these there's kind of this like wrapping around it. There's things that are holding it constricted and tight there. There's things that are keeping it stuck and keeping it from blossoming and opening up. And that's been my own experience and how I view our healing and our well-being journey is that it's, it's consistently noticing what are the things that are keeping me bound and constricted and the things that are not true of who I am and letting those fall off, letting those be shed, whether it's ways of looking at yourself, ways of speaking to yourself, 
expectations that you've set for yourself, right? Those people-pleasing tendencies, those perfectionist tendencies. Whatever those things are, letting them fall off, letting them be shed, learning how to do that, learning how to let them go and let them fall off so that your truest, whole, well, most authentic self, which is already within you, can be. And so that we can, we can show up as her, being led by her, being led by you know, her wisdom and her values and her priorities and how she would handle certain situations. And so that's how I view personally our healing journey and this growth journey. It's not that I'm not trying to become anything else or anyone else, but I have this truest form of myself within me already, this truest version of me, this, you know, liberated, creative, wildly confident and compassionate and purposeful version of myself within me and continuing to identify what are the habits the ways of thinking, the ways I treat myself, the ways I handle conflict or, you know, show up in relationships. Those people-pleasing pieces, those perfectionist pieces, letting those go, noticing them, and then being able to do the work to let them go so that I can start allowing, right, our truest, most authentic selves to be seen and heard and for us to show up in that way because she's already in there she's already in there you have you have all of the things that you need within you already but it's just letting go of the things that you've learned that aren't working for you or that are keeping you from showing up in in that way as your truest self as your most authentic self as your wholest wholest whole <laughs> as your as yourself that is the most whole because she's already she's already in there okay my friend I hope this episode spoke to you I would love to know which of these truths or which of these lessons that I have experienced on my own journey are speaking most to you so head over to the Facebook community and there will be a post with a question And I want you to share with us which life lesson is standing out or speaking to you the most, okay? And if you're not into Facebook groups, that's okay. Take a second. I want you to identify which one is speaking to you the most. I'm going to go through them one more time. So number one was you get to set the expectations for yourself. You get to set your own expectations for yourself. Number two, at the end of the day, you are the one living your life. Number three, it's impossible to see what's possible until you see it around you. Number four, the best investment you can make is in yourself. Number five, be kind to yourself. It will change your life. Number six, deep within, you are already fully whole and you are your truest self. Healing is the shedding and letting go of what isn't true and authentic. Let me know. 
I would love to know, or even just for yourself, note which one is standing out to you. Maybe write it on a post-it or think about how can I step into that this week? What could, what's one small thing that I could do to really practice that this week and either jot that down for yourself, set that intention or head to the Facebook community so you can share it with us. Okay. Okay. My beautiful friend, I appreciate you. Thank you so, so much for being here with me today. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode spoke to you and encouraged you. Also, I have an online community that is just for you. Head to freeandwellcommunity.com and make sure that you enter your email address so that you can get weekly journal prompts from me and be the first to hear about new episodes. All right, my friend, I will see you at our next coaching coffee date. Have a beautiful rest of your day.